Welcome to Ryan Reviews. So this week we're talking about the latest entry into the MCU, Ant-Man Quantumania. How does it hold up when compared to the first two Ant-Man movies? Keep listening to find out. As with my other ratings, this is based on five categories at two points each for a total of 10 points. So let's get to it. First up is story, and I'm giving Quantumania a one out of two. At its core, Quantumania is about a stranger in a strange world trying to save a young woman from prison while helping a rebellion overthrow an evil dictator who has telekinetic powers. We meet weird and creative aliens, we get to fly around in spaceships, there's a fun cantina scene, and we even have sand people. Does it sound familiar? Well, you're not alone. Quantumania feels more like Star Wars than it does the original Ant-Man movies, and I don't think that's a good thing. Overall, the story is just the definition of meh. For the most part, I understand what's going on, I understand the logic, I understand people's motivations, but I just couldn't help from being underwhelmed and at times just bored with the story. No new ground is being covered. A lot of the story feels like it was either just written for laughs or to get from point A to point B, which removes any real drama or dramatic tension from the movie. Next up is audiovisual. So for audiovisual, I'm giving Quantumania a one out of two. I was a little torn here as I really did like the creature designs. I thought there were some really interesting, clever, and unique character designs, and it felt like it was something ripped out of the best space operas. But with that being said, for a movie that feels like it was 90% CGI, the visuals were just kind of perfectly fine, nothing spectacular, and more important, where it really loses points for me is when it's compared to the first two Ant-Man films. What I loved about those films was the way that they played with the idea of someone who could shrink to the size of an ant. Having it take place in a world that felt familiar to me made that gimmick work, and it felt unique. It was relatable. You felt like there were practical sets being used, and it was really clever and interesting the way that they used him turning into the size of an ant compared to the real world. And because Quantumania basically takes place in an alien world, the size and perspective shifts just don't land the same way. So it's just not the same as the first two movies. And for me, it just didn't feel unique. Where the first two Ant-Man movies felt unique as far as MCU movies, Quantumania just feels like another one. It's just a ton of CGI. And on the audio side, again, while the score is perfectly fine, it's nothing memorable. Next up is performances. And I'm going to give performances a 1.5. This is the strongest part of the movie. And it's led mostly by Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror. His performance is really, it's magnetic. He plays Kang with this kind of quiet rage that's somehow both menacing and sympathetic. Uh, he's like somebody who's trying really hard to hold everything in and you can feel that he's trying hard to hold everything in. And just every time he's on screen, you just can't, you know, can't keep from watching him. And when he's not on the screen, you just want more of him. So I think he, he just does a fantastic job as Kang. And while he wasn't written to be as sympathetic as other Marvel villains, the performance is so strong that I find myself siding with him anyway, even though he's horrible. Besides Jonathan Majors, we get Michelle Pfeiffer as Janet Van Dyne, and she's another standout for me. She gets a lot to work with here, and it's arguable that she's the lead in this movie alongside Paul Rudd. And speaking of Paul Rudd, he's charming and affable as always. Michael Douglas is also having fun as Hank Pym, but he's not really given much to work with. There are also a bunch of fun and interesting cameos throughout. William Jackson Harper and David DeSmalchin as Quaz and Veb provide some great comic relief. And without spoiling anything, Modoc is a really fun character. 
And Bill Murray gives a small but hilarious performance, and it's one of the funnier parts of the movie. On the flip side, Evangeline Lilly has very little to work with as Hope. Um, she's in the movie, but that's about as much as I could say because she's really not given much to work with. And Catherine Newton's Cassie Lang, while the performance is good, she wasn't really given much to work with. There wasn't really she wasn't really a nuanced character. She was kind of like a teen who's got tension with her dad. And and I wish we would have gotten more with her, and they would have maybe had a deeper dive into her character. Next up is internal logic and consistency, and I'm giving this a .75. So much of this movie didn't make sense, and just simply adding quantum to the front of everything doesn't fix things. There's a lot of forced tension between characters that could have been solved with just a simple conversation. There's a big flashback scene, gives us a lot of background on Kang and Janet, and Kang allows Janet to access information that would completely ruin his plans. It's just it's illogical that he would allow her to have that information. And then there's Kang, who is supposed to be supremely powerful and supremely intelligent, yet several times in the movie he appears to be neither. He, he seems to be overpowered by beings that should not be at his level of power, and he makes stupid decisions. So I, I just didn't quite get how they wrote some of these characters, given that they are supposed to be a certain way. Um, and just so much of this movie's plot could have been solved by just talking. Finally, we have the feels, which I give a 1.0. I really didn't feel much of anything in this movie beyond being kind of bored. There's a lot of forced humor, and while there are some funny moments, those funny moments are few and far between. There's a lot of forced tension between people, but I never really feel that anger or that frustration or that desperation. I know the movie wants me to feel that at times, but it never quite gets there. And I just never feel the dramatic tension. There's never a moment where I really feel like the heroes are in any true peril. And in contrast, I actually found myself rooting for Kang by the end of the movie. So overall, Quantumania gets a 5.25 for me, and that's that might be the lowest score I've ever given a Marvel movie. I think some of the highlights are, you know, there it, there is a great performance from Jonathan Majors. He does a fantastic job, and I'm really excited to see him in the future. There's some fun side characters, and there's really interesting and cool alien design. Some of the lowlights, uh, it felt more like a space opera than Ant-Man. It was boring throughout. And I just never felt like the characters were any real danger, so I didn't feel tied to, to it. It really didn't feel like there was much, um, much drama. So next up, I'm going to give my favorite moments, but spoiler warning. So if you haven't seen the movie, you might want to hold off uh, listening to this part until you do get to see the movie. But I'll give you my three favorite moments. First was Bill Murray's scene uh, and appearance. It was brief, but it was fun. But I really love the interaction between them as he alludes to there being more of a relationship between he and Janet. And I think uh, Hank, Hank's reactions were just were genuinely funny. And when it's over, there's this great back and forth between Hank and between Janet where they both kind of talk about their needs and hope is kind of grossed out by it. So I, I did like that scene. I thought it worked really well. Modoc being revealed as Darren Cross was really funny and a great callback to the original movie. I really liked that. And just throughout, I thought he was a fun character um, and he was really having a good time with that role. So I really enjoyed Modoc uh, and his reveal and just anytime he was on the screen was fun. And finally, 
I did like the ants being revealed as kind of having developed into their advanced society and the ones that would come to the rescue kind of made sense. The logic of it aside, uh, being able to involve ants in a big way was good because this is Ant-Man after all. It does say something that none of my favorite moments involve moments of triumph or the advancement of a relationship. And that's all because those moments fall flat. The moments where you should feel triumphant or where where relationships are, are repaired or torn, they're supposed to hit hard, but it just doesn't work. So if you're a fan of the MCU, Ant-Man is perfectly fine. It's not a terrible movie, but it is a step back from what we've gotten in the past. It's a lot of CGI. It's a lot of forced humor that sometimes lands and very little dramatic tension. There's some good performances and Jonathan Majors is great. Uh, and I look forward to him in the future. If you go into it expecting a sometimes fun space opera, you can enjoy it, but I wouldn't expect much more than that. So again, Ant-Man Quantumania gets a 5.25 from me. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe to the channel. We can be found on all social media platforms at portable underscore whole. And if you want audio only podcasts, we're on all major platforms at Portable Hole Publishing. And email us at portablehole pub at gmail.com.